Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so happy that you've joined us today. It is the second full week of 2022, and a new year is here. And with a new year often comes big dreams and big goals to finally make the changes that we've been longing to make. Friends, we want to help you break the patterns that you maybe have experienced of neglecting or obsessing over your body and learn to live free with Christ's love. Will you join us this Thursday for a free live webinar with our founder and podcast host, Elisa Keaton? In this webinar, you will learn simple steps to help break free from patterns of neglect and obsession about your body. We'll talk about how to stop the shame-guilt cycle that perpetuates unhealthy living in our body and our mind. We'll learn how to gain a new heart and mind for our body and for fitness. And we'll talk about how to find body image freedom. Friends, we want to see you living light and free to love the God who created you and to love the people around you. That's what you were created to do. So come join the webinar this Thursday. The link is in the show notes for you to register and join us and we hope to see you there. This week, we have a special Revving the Word episode for you. We have a guest episode from Brian East, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Will you share it with a friend? We love it when you enjoy our episodes, when you share them with the people in your life, and when you leave a review. It blesses us, and we always read every single comment that you leave. Enjoy today's episode, and we hope to see you soon. Remember to swipe up to the show notes and register for the webinar today. Peace. Getting the playlist started in three, two, one, play. Hey. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Ready to work out a little bit today? Whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, your lunch hour, just start moving your body. Probably doing some kind of cardio. So whether you're going for a walk or run, if you're on the elliptical or treadmill, maybe a spin bike, that's where I am. Maybe you're at home, maybe you're outside, maybe you're at the gym. Just move your body. If you're moving today, you're doing it right. Start moving. Get warmed up a little bit as we get started. And we're going to do endurance today. 
steady state for your heart. No intervals or Tabatas or anything. As we get started, let's get one thing straight. This workout is our get to. It's not a have to. This workout is moving as we were created to move. It's taking our good bodies and exercising and being in God's presence all together here. This isn't a punishment for something you've eaten recently. It's not about trying to get our bodies to look a certain way. It's about worship. It's about bringing our whole selves into the presence of God, just as we are. So let's breathe deeply. Get in touch with your bodies. Get warmed up, roll your shoulders, swing your arms, move around in some dynamic ways that feel good to get loosened up. So maybe on a scale of one to 10, maybe you want to start out kind of a four or maybe a five. Do some dynamic stretches. Roll your ankles. Start moving your feet. And God, we live and we move and we have our beings. Let's move. So Lord, we give ourselves to you as we go into this workout, as we bring ourselves in worship, our whole spirit and soul and mind and body. Come and meet with us. Come and speak to us. Come and rest on us. Fill us with your life, Lord. Fill us with your life. All right. Remember, we're doing steady state today. Little endurance. So you can keep that same pace or start to increase it if you want. Take it to a seven on that scale of one to 10. Whatever feels good for you and your body based on what you're doing. Maybe move a little faster. You'll feel your heart starting to beat faster. Oh yeah, you may feel some sweat starting to break out in this song. So what the heck are we talking about today anyway? See, at Christmas time, we often read from the Gospel of Matthew and the Gospel of Luke. But I want to go behind the scenes today, 
check out what John's gospel has to say. We're going to get the wide shot. It's like we're getting on a plane and we're going to get the view from 30,000 feet. <laughs> you get it. Let's go deeper. And spoiler alert, here's where we're going. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Woo! So let's read together John chapter 1, 1 to 5, and then we're going to pop down to verse 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, nothing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life, and the life was the light of humanity. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome or comprehend it. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh boy. There's some goodness in there. So again, we tend to talk about the baby in the manger. We talk about the angels and the shepherds and all that stuff, and that's fantastic. But one thing that is at the heart of the Christmas story, the Jesus story that sometimes, but not always, gets glossed over, is this truth right here in John chapter 1. And what is that? Incarnation. God became a man. God became flesh. You heard it right. Oh yeah. If this song doesn't make you want to move, what do they say? Your wood is wet. <laughs> How's your effort? I got sweat on my forehead. How about you? So John chapter 1. There's two main concepts it would seem in this passage. There's the Word and flesh. Verse 14 says... The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So what is it with the Word? Word. In the beginning was the Word. This Word, Word, I think is one of the most misunderstood and misrepresented and just missed words in the whole Bible. In the Greek, the word here is logos. And I guess if you don't know Greek, that doesn't help either, right? Here's the key. The Lagos, it's not a word, and it's not a book. The Lagos of God is a person. Yes! It reminds me of Revelation 19, verse 13. It says, He is clothed with a robe 
dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God, the Lagos of God. Now you note, in that Revelation passage, it's not the sword coming out of the rider's mouth that's called the Word. It's the rider himself on the horse that is called the Word of God. Anyway, what is this Lagos thing anyway? Where did it come from? Oh, this is a takedown right here. Lagos means expression, meaning, reason. It's not a static, quote, word, but it's living language. This is all from the Greek. Lagos is a word which uttered by the living voice. A living voice embodies a conception or an idea. It means universal divine reason. It's the divine reason implicit in the cosmos, ordering it and giving it form and meaning. What does all that mean? What that means is the Logos is the divine expression of God. Oh my. The divine expression of God. So you see, this wasn't just some random word choice that John made or some kind of hint of something that we were to understand a couple hundred years later. This was John saying that Jesus the Christ was the Word, the divine expression of meaning and reason which gives life and order and purpose and form to creation. What? And this Word was with God from the beginning and wait for it, this Word was God. God is meaning and purpose and order and life and reason. This God created. This God was light and life and came to his own. And this God, this word, became flesh and dwelt among us. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That is so stinking awesome and amazing and mercifully mind-blowing. So how you moving? Check in with yourself. Breathe in deeply. Notice your muscles. Notice your breath. Your sweatiness. Did you slow down? Did you speed up? See, mindfulness doesn't have to be about being perfectly still. You can be mindful of yourself and your good body at any time. When you're eating, when you're exercising, and when you're sitting still. Amen. Mm. So let's recap this little sweet passage of Scripture. Jesus is the Word of God. The pre-existent divine expression of God. Jesus is the Father's final word. Hebrews says that Jesus is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His nature. Number three, the Lagos is not a book. It's a person. In fact, we learn about the Bible from and through Jesus, not learn about Jesus from the Bible. I don't get it twisted. I mean like on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. Look it up. But maybe that's another podcast. 
Woo! So let's move on to verse 14. Because that's where it gets really good. And the Word became flesh. He did what now? Flesh. All right. So let's talk about the word flesh. What do you think about flesh? What even is flesh? What is body? What comes to mind when you think about flesh? How does it make you feel to think of flesh, to think of having a body? How does it make you feel to think about God having a body? How does it make you feel to think of your body? Come on, be honest. Do you feel shame? Do you feel disgust? Fear? Pride? Too heavy? Too thin? Do you like it when people look at you? Do you feel too dark or too light? Wait, 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 wait. Flesh. Brian, Brian. I thought flesh was like a bad thing. You know, the flesh is opposed to the spirit and the spirit is opposed to the flesh and all that. Okay, so see, flesh is one of those words that's used differently by different writers throughout the scriptures. John's gospel uses flesh in a positive way or a neutral way even to refer to the body or about the body as do other writers in scripture like in Acts 2 when it says the spirit will be poured out on all flesh Paul the apostle writing to a different group of churches in a different context he uses flesh in a metaphorical way to mean something like the sinful nature of human beings that is under the power of sin and death So when Paul uses flesh, in Romans and Galatians in particular, he's not referring to the body, but to this sinful inclination in human beings from which we need redemption. So Paul uses the word soma for body in contrast to the word sarks for flesh. So what's the deal with John chapter 1? So here, here's the theologically radical, game-changing, earth-shaking, paradigm-shifting, history-shaping truth of what John is telling us here. God didn't just appear human. God didn't just take on a body as some external thing He would later take off. God became flesh. He came It means that the Son of God, this eternal Logos person, this infinite God, actually once and for all became flesh. So what's the point? Other than that's just really stinking cool. The point is, flesh is not bad. Your body is not bad. Or ugly. Or shameful. Flesh is good and worthy and beautiful and miraculous and sacred your body is good why how can we say that two reasons first because God created it and said so on the sixth day 
Genesis chapter 1. He beheld everything he'd made and said, Ooh, that's very good. And also, because God has a body. A fleshly, earthly, scarred human body with nerves and blood vessels and taste buds and organs and toenails and sweat. Yes! God became flesh and dwelt among us. Why does this matter? Because we have walked around. Hello. We have walked around since shame entered the world in Genesis 3, believing lies about our bodies and who we are. And the enemy is all too happy to let us, and frankly help us, believe the lies that our bodies are bad, shameful, ugly, too fat, too skinny, too dark, too light, too small, too big, too broken, too abused, too guilty, too dirty. What? What? Stop! Stop! The incarnation and the resurrection have forever settled the question of whether or not your body is good. The incarnation and the resurrection have forever silenced the lie that our bodies are shameful and to be hidden away behind fig leaves of fakery and defenses and sin and lies and fear and blame. God became flesh because flesh was always good. He declared it and made it so from the beginning. And God lived a sinful, sinless life in a body to be our example. Living a life in love, in the spirit, as Abba's children in this earth. Wow. Is your mind blown? Because my mind is blown. See, the Creator, the Word of God that became flesh, grew inside a womb, got hungry and ate food, experienced pain and cried when he got hurt, he got gas, he went through puberty, sweat when it got hot, when he was in carpentry, especially when he worked out. <laughs> yeah, that was a little fitness joke there. Got tired. He took naps. He suffered actual physical injury, abuse, and actual death. He physically experienced resurrection. He physically experienced ascension. And he is physically experiencing sitting at the right hand of the Father right now. An actual fully human man with muscles and bones and taste buds will actually physically return the same way he left according to Acts chapter 1 at the second coming. Guys, this this is good news. Y'all, this is good news. Can you see it? The incarnation and the resurrection has forever settled the question of whether or not your body is good, whether or not your body is worth valuing, taking care of, 
and feeding well, whether or not your body is worth exercising and investing in, whether or not your body, as well as your spirit, is worth saving. Yep, you heard me right. Your body is worth saving. And guess what? It will be saved. Romans 8 says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal body. And 1 Corinthians 15 says that perishable will put on imperishable. See, you will live forever. You will live forever in a resurrection body. The same kind of body that Jesus has right now. The scriptures are clear. Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. But we are the full harvest. Woo! Worship. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. Let's say it again. God became flesh. Stayed flesh. And is still flesh. God did not put on a body temporarily, but became a physical, fleshly, actual human person. And He is still that person today, and He will be that person for all eternity. And so will you. Our bodies are not earth suits we are waiting to discard when we die. Our bodies are us. Your body is you and will be fully redeemed and resurrected and live forever with God. It's the new heaven and the new earth, y'all. We're not floating around like angels on some sitcom on TV. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, and you too will be raised up on the last day. Mm. Jesus. How you doing? Take a deep breath. Get a drink of water if you need to. We got a little ways to go. Worthy is the 
the human being, the Lamb of God that was born of Mary, grew up in Nazareth, revealed the Father to us, the human being that suffered painful death and was raised from the dead, ascended to the right hand of the Father, there is right now, I'm going to say it again, right now a human being sitting on the throne in heaven at the right hand of the Father. And that actual human being will actually physically return in flesh someday to bring ultimate fulfillment to the kingdom of God, to heaven and earth. So at Christmas and any other time, when you sing or read about Emmanuel, God with us, know that the body of Jesus that was pushed out of Mary's womb was and is good. Know that the body of the Lamb of God that went through puberty and had teenage body order had sexual feelings, was and is good. Know that the body, the flesh of Jesus, the Son of God, that built things and hit his thumb with a hammer and had like dirt under his nails, was and is good. Know that the body of God that got sunburned outside and feasted and ate good food at weddings was and is good. Know that the body of God that knelt in a garden and ached, ached with anxiety and literally sweat drops of blood was and is good. His body that was beaten and pierced and abused and hung naked and bloody on a Roman instrument of public execution was and is good. His broken, scarred body that stood up on shaky, resurrected feet and literally, physically, walked out of a literal grave carved into the side of a hill alive again was and is good we adore you Lord we adore you Lamb of God You are holy.
We worship you. We worship you, Lord. And so because God's self became flesh and dwelt and experienced all those things among us, we can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your body has always been good and beautiful and sacred and is good and beautiful and sacred and it will always be so. It was declared so on the sixth day and Jesus settled the issue and corrected the lie forever by becoming and staying flesh. So let's start to slow it down a little. Keep moving. Start to cool down. Move your arms around a little bit. Roll your shoulders. Take some deep breaths. In through your nose. Out through your mouth. Deep breath again in through the nose. Out through your mouth. Lord God Almighty, thank you for this revelation. Thank you for this revelation from the Gospel of John. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being who you are. Y'all, the body of Jesus is good. The flesh of Jesus given for the world is good. And so is yours. Created, redeemed, rescued, healed, saved, and ultimately transformed into immortality. Y'all, this is good stinking news. Are you kidding me? This is the gospel. Proclaim it to the ends of the earth. So let's use our mouths for a minute. I seriously invite you to say these things out loud with me. Declare it. Declare it. My body is good. Declare it out loud. My body is good because God became flesh. My body is beautiful because God became flesh. My body is sacred because God became flesh. Say it again. My body is good because God became flesh. I won't stop singing. I won't.
Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord. Open the eyes of our hearts. Open the eyes of our hearts. Take some more deep breaths. Roll your shoulders. Roll your ankles. Just sit down and worship if you want to. Kneel down and worship. Such a good God. Holy Spirit, gracious companion, as we wind down, as we cool down, as we stretch, rest on us, empower us, and illuminate the truth revealed in these scriptures today. Father, thank you for sending your Son to fully and finally express who you are. Thank you for dignifying and healing and declaring in the creation and in the incarnation and in the resurrection of Jesus that flesh and our own human bodies are good and full of goodness and beauty. Jesus, Son of Man, Son of God, Emmanuel, Lagos, meaning, truth, reason, purpose, thank you for becoming flesh once and for all to understand and identify with us and to reveal the glory of God and to rescue us from the power of sin and death so that we could be who we were always created to be. Amen.